The following stories are shared consensually by everyday people living with bipolar disorder. As a friendly note, we are not acting as licensed therapists or providing therapeutic services. We are providing a safe space for people with bipolar disorder to share their stories uninterrupted. Stories may mention the use of drugs, alcohol, and or suicidality. If you feel triggered and in need of help, please call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 988. My name is Sabrina. And I'm Gritty Gem, and this is the Bipolar AF Podcast. All right. So I just start? Okay, okay. Well, um, I'm Nicolette Valencia. I'm 26 years old, and um, I take... Uh, Zoloft and Lamictal. Um, and I was diagnosed bipolar too, like a hundred times. <laughs> so I guess you could say, um, I finally accepted that. Um, when I got diagnosed, uh, I was in my early 20s. So whenever it happened, well, I guess it it didn't start. So um, I was it. I was in college, and I was there playing basketball. I played basketball my whole life. Um, it's literally all I knew. And um, so during my second year, I believe um, my parents got divorced after I always forget it's either fifteen or twenty five years. Either way, um, and then. So they got divorced and then I went through a breakup uh, um, and it was like a four year relationship. It was super toxic. Um, I kind of got into that last time, but we're going to skip over that. But it was super toxic on both ends and um, that relationship really uh, affected me in horrible ways, but also the most um, beneficial ways, I guess you could say. Um, I just learned a lot from it. But um, so all of that. And then, of course, I gave up basketball. So, you know, 20 something years of playing or of doing something every single day, day in and day out. And then all of a sudden it stops. And then, you know, I come home to a broken relationship a broken home, um, and then I didn't have any of my friends that I had made in Virginia, because uh, that's where I played basketball at, and um, I did have the friends here, but because everything was happening that was so bad, I um, I was present, but I wasn't, but it, I don't think it had much to do with them, because I'm, you know, I make my own decisions and stuff, uh, good decisions or not. <laughs> I've made a, a lot of bad decisions um, because unfortunately I'm one of those people who has to learn the hard way. Um, but now that, you know, uh, I've been through all of that, um, it's just completely cleared up a lot of confusion I had with myself during the time. Um, I was so convinced that something was wrong with me um, 
like when I say convinced, I mean I be- I believed it. That was my truth. Something was wrong with me. Um and this is this is uh well into the substance abuse, you know. I got I had gotten into trouble with some you know, Xanax was my choice of drug uh or drug of choice and you know, the abuse for that led me to getting treatment at a behavioral facility. It's just like a a private a more private um, treatment center than I guess you could say like a, a city hospital or the psych ward and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, everyone was telling me something was wrong with me. Something was wrong with me um, because it was just, uh, it was, uh, it was hard for them to understand how much pain I was going through over this breakup. So all of that, uh, pressure and all of those those horrible things um, in my life that were occurring all at the same time. Um, all of that. Uh, damn it! You gotta <laughs> remind me what I was saying. I got sidetracked. Identity crisis, dude. When I get when I stop basketball, on top of everything else, I was having an identity crisis and I don't care what anyone says like my all of my pain and all of my frustration and emotions were valid because I knew and I never let anybody tell me um how much of how much of myself I put in to to a craft that you know ultimately you know took me where I wanted it to take me and then you know, all of that happened. And, um, so to get back on track from where we were at before, um, yeah, my mental health, uh, throughout that time fluctuated, obviously. Um, the drugs had a lot to do with the instability. Um, I think looking back and after all of the medical treatment I sought out, I think that, um, a lot of it was, I think it was uh, a substance-induced psychosis, kind of, because there was kind of a breaking point, uh, you know, where it was like my life was on the line because I had overdosed multiple times. But, you know, it, it uh, the big event was, you know, just showing up to someone's house because of the relationship or whatever. And it was just like catching the other person. And it was one of those stories. And, but that ultimately um, drove me to try to take my own life. Thank God it was unsuccessful. Um, But even after that, um, and while I was getting treatment after that, it was fucking horrible. It was so I didn't, whenever I decided to get help, I was like, dude, I surrender because what I feel right now is so horrible. I never want to feel this way again. I'll do whatever you say. So they put me, I was uh, fortunate enough to be a one and done. Uh, The meds that they prescribed me the first time worked. So, (laughs) you know, I'm religious. So, you know, God was really helping me out there. Gave me one win. But um, it's because I keep thinking about how I, oh, don't forget, don't forget. Um, But yeah, so as my, uh, as you can tell, it's kind of uh, all a big jumble of stuff in my mind.
You know what I mean? Like all of that stuff is all bunched in together in this this big cloudy crazy bubble and I have trouble remembering it. You know, sometimes I try to reflect and I'm like sometimes I I remember, you know, other brand new things and I'm like holy shit like I I I don't know why memory is a big thing for me. I can't I I really struggle with it. I guess it's selective memory maybe, but I'm also really hard on myself, so um I don't mean to like excuse my I'm trying to get better at that, you know, like my feelings are valid, you know, but um yeah, I made it through that horrible time and it felt like I was rotting from the inside out. That's what I kept telling everyone. And I went to the AA meetings and the meetings and, and IOP. Um, but I knew, I knew, but I know, but being in meetings, let me tell you, and saying you're not an addict is, <laughs> you know, it's like they don't, you know, but I knew I wasn't. And I'm not saying like, I do have substance abuse. Like I have an addictive personality, but like, um, yeah, so uh, substance abuse, the behavior was outrageous. Um, I was all over the place. The treatment, I had surrendered, you know. Um, I was just doing whatever. And my mom, did. nobody, like, there's no handbook on, I have a bipolar, or I have a daughter that's having a mental breakdown. What's wrong with her? Or what can I do? Like, what am I supposed to do? That's basically what my mom, you know, and myself felt. So, you know, without her, I wouldn't be here because I wouldn't have, I couldn't take care of myself. My mom um, saved my life. So along with many, many other people, but um, she figured it out and, you know, she took me places and, and, uh, we asked questions and she asked so many people. She reached out to so many people and by the grace of God, you know, and these were all just like signs for us. Like, okay, you got to keep pushing Nikki because we've re met the most amazing man in the world. He's got a long gray ponytail. I call him tall Tom. And he is just, he, I went into his office still barred out from, the several days before I was like very unstable. I'd be like laughing one second and then like throw a table the next. Um, and ever since that day, I mean, my life has gotten better. I felt worse. Like, you know, it's a journey and I really could not understand when people would say, you know, I could not, I could never understand how people would say, um, <laughs> God damn it. Y'all, I, I told myself I wasn't going to do this this time. I told myself. It's okay. the, we were talking, we were talking about Tom and uh, the treatment. The treatment is the topic. Okay. Yes, but I was, I was almost done. I swear. Um, yeah, tall Tom and, um, yeah, I just, I've changed so much, right? So, like, 
I went through this big thing in my life and it led me to, you know, finally being reassured that I wasn't crazy. I guess you can say, I know everything is, you know, just, um, your opinion, I guess everybody's got different, you know, opinions, but, um, after that diagnosis and after I accepted it, oh my God, it was so freeing. Um, I don't understand, uh, or other people don't under understand, obviously. I don't really know any, uh, any other, uh, people with bipolar. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's basically, it's, that's a big quick summary on my crazy life. Um, I didn't talk about, you know, I got in trouble with the law. Um, I lost a lot of friends. I lost basically like all of my friends because, you know, I mean, aside from us growing apart, um, you know, just go going, you know, different ways and changing mentally and um, just moving forward, you know. I, 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 you know, I don't know how people would say, you know, push through it. Like, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. Because whenever they were saying that, whenever they do say that, it drives me insane. You know, like, you have no fucking clue what's going on in my head. Like, you have no idea. Like, ah, so, um, but I don't know how I woke up every day and got up some days I didn't get up but and there were you know times where I would revert back to that in the unstable way of thinking as far as like deciphering what's real and what isn't because I find that like I get paranoid a lot with how people think of me and that's something I'm struggling with now and not really I didn't really struggle with that before I got you know, biggest ego in high school, like my confidence has never been an issue. And that, you know, all this changes in I gained a bunch of weight. And I'm in the process of losing that again. So now my life is much different, you know, even though I've gained all this weight, even though I don't have basketball anymore, even though I did lose all those friends. And even though, you know, my ex girlfriend does still think I'm crazy those are like, I just have to accept that, you know, like, I, I mean, I would love to try to convince everyone, um, or, or share, open up my mind for other people. Like, I wish that we all had computer chips and like, you know, like when you're dating or whatever, you just like, here, you know, look at my, look at my life, you know, really quick, you know, but, but I can't. And I had to learn how to live with, without, um, I had to learn how to live at a disadvantage to other people because I have trouble, uh, filtering. (laughs) I am a no nonsense, no nonsense person. Um, we mentioned this, uh, last time Gertie had mentioned it, but, um, I have trouble working for people. So I've always been a self-starter. I've doing a lot of things. I almost worked for this rapper I told y'all about last time. Um, but that didn't pan out and I'm moving forward. So, you know, I'm 20 pounds down 
since the last time I talked to y'all, actually. It's pretty crazy. And um, still got, like, a bunch more to go. But I feel I feel good. You know what I mean? Like, looking back on certain times, I felt when I felt crazy, when I felt stable, when I felt loved, when I didn't. Like, in this moment, I feel very content. Like, after, after I hang up with you guys, like, I'm going to go hang out with my girlfriend, maybe, like, go to the pool. And it's just, like, like not having to worry about, you know, what everyone else is doing, what my ex-girlfriend's doing, what, uh, what my family thinks about me. Am I really how I feel? Well, you know, I thought I was a loser. I thought, you know, my dad abandoned me because, you know, and it was just all of these things that were all lessons and, as much as as sucky as it is to hear it, you know, you just have to keep pushing. And I really thought my life was going to end. Like, I did not think I was going to make it to 25 or 20, 23 even. And I swear to God, I didn't. I was convinced. I was convinced that I wasn't going to be one of those people who said, oh, I made it through. I had even, I talked about this last time, but I I've had that conversation with my mom in one of my lowest points when I told her, I was like, look, this is pretty bad right now or whatever. Obviously it was much different situation, but I feel a bit pretty bad right now, but you know, and it's scary when you're in whatever mindset you get into uh, when you're bipolar, cause there's no real to the same so um one of those times I told her uh I might not be able to do this again you know like the next one or there might be a time when I just can't take it you know because I I don't want to do that and I'm not not I'm nowhere near you know that scares me because I don't want to die I want to live now so it's just very scary to to lose control of my mental, uh, even in the slightest, because I know how powerful it is. Like I won't allow myself to be, you know, put or be triggered. And so unfortunately, um, for us bipolar people, in my opinion, I think we have to learn or we have to, we have to be, um, more in tune with ourselves if we, you know, want to live the best life possible, which is, you know, cause some people can't work, you know? And like, I can't even imagine, you know, cause I feel like it's fucking hard for me. Like, and it just puts things into perspective where like, things aren't always as bad as they seem, no matter how much you feel, you know? And, um, I think after all of this in conclusion, I think that, um, after all of this, uh, the meds played a huge part in stabilizing um, my mind because I, I felt like I couldn't breathe without this love that I thought I felt. But it was just everything. I, I just dished all of my crazy and all of my, you know, rage and confusion and just rebellious behavior. I just it all went into my relationship that was 
basically over. But in my mind, because I was on so many drugs, like, you know, I thought that we had a physical encounter, like, if you know what I mean, like, that same month. But it was actually longer than that. I, I see, like, I don't remember the time. But I know that I in my head, I thought that it was wasn't as long as it was. So like I said, I showed up at the house. And um, I was fucking crazy. I was losing my mind. And I talk about that a lot. And I'm bringing that up a lot because, man, they, like, almost called the cops on me. Like, I've never felt so low and out of control. Like, I had no idea what to do. Like, I was like, what do I do? You know, like, in my mind, I'm thinking we're still, I was just, you know, just not me. And in that horrible time when I thought, what you know get walking back to the car like and now you know I got uh I have two beautiful bear cubs uh they're dogs and um I'm in a really healthy relationship right now um you know we're getting through something right now but it's crazy because I won't allow myself to get back to that place anymore so this relationship is so different for me my um my identity I guess not identity but um I just value my relationships in every way shape and form you know like I love being around my family I am very open um not with anybody not with just anybody though um but um I wanted to be as open as possible with you guys because I wanted to try to get as vulnerable as possible without getting lost in that universe. You know what I mean? Because I feel like sometimes I'm like, man, would people buy a book from, I'd probably call it like uh, stories of a, of a bipolar lesbian or something. And I'm like, man, I'd be the best-selling author or whatever. Everyone would relate to it. (laughs) And then I'm like, maybe. Then I'll, like, think or, like, write down my thoughts sometimes, rarely, you know, because I'm like, oh, I should write this down. But I just don't have the energy to because then you think of another good idea or something. I just, um, I guess it's cliche for a bipolar person to say, but I have a very active mind. Um, so, but it is a struggle because there's a fine line between, I, and I want to mention this this time again, um, there's a very fine line in between dreaming and being unrealistic. And that's, that's huge. That's been a huge thing in my life and in my journey because man, I've always been super ambitious I've always had big plans. I've always been on, a, you know, I've, I've always had a plan. And, but now that all this has happened, I, you know, I'm still, now that I'm like back to that old me that I know I have big dreams, you know, like I told you about that rapper, nobody, everybody was like, oh my gosh, she's just being bipolar, like just support her. And I'm like, dude, fuck y'all. Like I'm being serious, y'all. 
So, and sure enough, I walked right up to her. I made, you know, I put myself in the right position and I introduced myself. And sure enough, she, man, that was the coolest thing ever. You know, like I told myself I wanted to do something. I researched it. I, I, you know, created a whole business market or a marketing plan and she loved it and it just didn't work out unfortunately but man that was so cool to prove my to myself that like you can fucking do it you know as long as like i'm not gonna be an astronaut or something you know what i mean or a millionaire tomorrow but um yeah so right now i'm just healing because i broke my ankle me and my dog got attacked by another dog and uh that's still in the works but uh, yeah, so life is good. I do. Good, I'm so glad. I wanted to let you know we have five minutes oh, I'm left until the 30-minute mark, just so you know. Yeah. Oh, you are? It's okay. Right. I'm sorry about your ankle. Yeah, nasty I didn't know scar. You poor thing. My foot was on the side of my leg. It was pretty traumatizing. There's like a big lawsuit. Because <laughs> his dog ran off his property. And... All the way down the street to where me and my dogs were and just, and I fell over and I snapped my ankle and all the hot firefighters came to pick me up. We love hot firefighters, but like, not like that, (laughs) you know, more like, oh, I'm bringing you cookies because I just want to see you guys maybe buy a calendar, but I appreciate all the beauty in all of his forms and they were pretty hunky. So, um, yeah, that's... I'm gonna live vicariously through you for that, but not the ankle breaking part. No. Yeah. Well. Well, I do have follow up questions for you. Thank you for sharing your story again with us, Nicolette. I know that you know it takes a lot to even come and talk to to complete strangers in general, and then also have to come back because you know, the system didn't let us download the file. Um, so thank you. We appreciate that. Um, let me bring up my questions for you. Um, I do, this isn't really a question. I just want to mention this when I'm referencing like the computer chip you mentioned about like how you wish that we could just transfer our experiences to people that we love and care about so that they can understand us in a way that like they can't because they can't actually be in our shoes. There's actually a Black Mirror episode that's just like that. Just want to let you know. Yep. And I saw it recently, like a few months ago. And I was like, babe, look. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool, but also kind of fucked up at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. But it doesn't seem too, you know, out of this world now, especially with Elon and doing crazy things and stuff. Yeah. Yep. No, no, I agree. So that's instantly what I thought of. So it's funny that we piece that together to, you know, that's where I was coming from. Um, so I have another question for you, unless Gritty had a question, just so I don't, it's okay for me to go. Okay. Um, so you mentioned not knowing people who have bipolar disorder. Um, so would you ever be interested in making friends with people with bipolar disorder whom you could relate to? Um, you know, obviously not being like the only relation as to why you're friends, because that wouldn't make sense at all. But just having like a specific understanding of each other as a form of like support, like building a community together mm-hmm. um, and being like, well, this fucking sucks. This is what I'm dealing with right now. You know, 
yeah. um, versus a friend who has no experience of that. Or maybe someone who's bipolar who doesn't have the same exact experience, but can also be like, well, I'm having a shitty day because of this. Yeah. And it's all bipolar related. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I think the only thing that I was thinking about when you said that was uh, how I suck at um, accepting help. So that means, like, probably, I think that has a lot to do with maybe me not seeking, you know, or not seeking, but um, searching for, like, communities like that. Um, I think it's one of those things where, like, you're kind of hesitant to do, but whenever you're in it, you know, you're like, it's awesome. It's kind of the same thing with those meetings. and But I think that's something that I'm going to have to warm up to, to be honest with you. I think that uh, I don't know if it's because of the isolation thing or not, but I don't know. You know, because it may be a pride thing or, you know, something. That's something I'm going to have to think about. But it doesn't sound too horrible, you know, um, knowing somebody that won't fucking ask me why I'm so angry or something. Like, when you're in an argument, and, like, my mom will do this a lot. She's like, why are you so angry? And I'm like, and then I get angry, and then, you know, they get a nasty like. <laughs> Yeah, it's just that back and forth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I get that. And maybe also it's not a right now thing. And maybe you'll find that the universe or God, I know you mentioned that you're religious. I'm not sure what God you follow. But maybe said God will introduce those people into your life at the right time, right? So yeah. I was just curious because I think everybody needs a community, even if it's just one friend and that is the community for you, right? So just you're thought right. I'd ask no, yeah, I'll think about that for sure. Definitely. And like, it doesn't need to be like a, a group therapy where like, you're literally sitting in a circle and it's just like all bipolar people in a room <laughs> saying, hi, I'm Nicolette and I'm bipolar. You know what I mean? Like, it yeah. really could just be someone you meet on the street and then you figure out that you're both bipolar and then you're like, oh my God, this happened to me one time. And they're like, me too. Um, <laughs> and then you just have a fucking friend, you know? So yeah. who knows? You know, maybe one day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so going to actual relationships and friendships in general, you said, do you have it? Um, do you, how is your ability to maintain relationships? Do you feel like that you have a hard time? Like you start off strong and then like you seem to veer out for like one reason or another, or do you have the ability to maintain relationships or do you feel like that you have a better ability now? Um, or what has you been in your experience about, um, maintaining relationships in general, like not necessarily romantic ones, but friendships as well. I feel like that personally on my experience that things kind of fizzle out um, and people are not always willing to talk to people, um, mostly because they might know that you have a mental health issue. Have you ever experienced that where people have cut you out as well um, just because they didn't understand you as much? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had uh, one really good friend who did that relatively recently, like, maybe a few years ago, and that fucking sucked, you know, because I fucking loved her so much, and, man, I cried for days, and uh, it was just because it was about that stupid girl, and, um, you know, 
she had got an interview from her job or something. I don't freaking know, but I have, we were texting and I said, oh, I feel, I feel like something, something. I, the main point was that I put, I feel, and she like blew up on me, started saying hateful ass shit and was like, um, it's, why is this always, it's always about what you feel, what you feel like you're so, you feel so much, like just like shit like that. And, um, then I, what was I supposed to say that? Like, that's so mean. You made me feel like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) was I supposed to tell her how it felt? Like, no. So that was so hard. And then like, she never apologized and, but she goes, she's going through some stuff too, or she was, but yeah. And then, um, the relationships is a tough one because I've always had like a shit ton of friends, like a lot. And they were all, um, they were all good friends and I would confide in some of them. And I, I did have like a good amount of good friends. Um, but then we all split up. And for me, I'm not one of those friends who has to talk to, to you to constantly. So I guess, I don't know if that has to do with anything, but I like to, like, I'll hang out with you, but then I need space. Um, but it's only with some people. I feel like, um, I, or I feel like sometimes there, there's people that you run, that you know, or you find where you can tolerate them a little longer (laughs) than you can tolerate others. Um, not really tolerate, but like be around until you feel like, you know, you're ready to go home and like, you know, decompress in your room or wherever. And, um, but the relationships thing, I'm still trying to figure that out, you know, because I had a lot of friends in high school and I had really good friends in college and I went to an all women's university, liberal private school. So they were all very um, understanding and they were like my best friends. So they knew about everything and the girl and the, the you know, everything that went on in my life. So um, they were really supportive of that. And I'm not. This is like my coming out, I guess you could say, because um, I haven't told anyone I'm bipolar um, because I see it as just like symptoms, you know, um, the name is scary, you know, um, it's just like, you know, the word schizophrenia is, is scary, like those are just very serious uh, mental illness, you know, and like, I don't know. I'm starting to ramble, but I'll let you guys take it again. When you say you're like being, I always say when someone who's like emotional, it's not a bad thing. In fact, we have it in a negative connotation of, oh, you're being dramatic. Like, but in reality, to be emotional, to be human and to be emotional, you can have emotions of being happy and that's emotional. I mean, I think that that's the, one of the biggest like misconceptions of like, or biggest like, kind of like weird catch 22s. Like if you're damned, if you do, and you're damned, if you don't, because everyone has emotions and feelings and whether we express it or not is not anyone else's business, but you expressing yourself is very healthy and saying my feelings, because those are your feelings. I think that's a, a very good thing for a person who's bipolar, because one of the problems with being bipolar is the inability to process 
feelings a lot of the times and process things. And so I think you're doing the right thing of like my feelings and processing. And I think one of the things that's hardest for understand is that they don't necessarily have to be like my feelings, my feelings, because they can process internally. They don't necessarily have to vocalize it um, because their brain is wired differently. And I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions of like, oh, the perfect person looks perfectly okay. But in reality, it's like, just because you don't see my illness doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And that, um, and that was just like something that came in my head, but also imposters, imposter syndrome you talked about a little bit, especially like in college and like things like that. When do you feel like you felt like the most, like you were like the biggest imposter and like, how did you navigate that um, to maybe overcome it or better accept like how you felt in that moment? Man, that is such a good freaking question. Um Uh, oh man okay well it would definitely have to be um all of the opportunities that i've cr uh, created <laughs> or you know created for myself um like uh, what was the first thing i think the first thing was probably well many things but i was a surf instructor and i didn't even know how to surf and then I became the number one, uh, the most requested the private instructor and taught many people how to surf <laughs> and many kids and did like yoga stuff, like was like the leader. And that worked out because I know a lot of stretches from basketball. And I could pretty much like I talked my way into that opportunity. And then after that or during that, I met a chiropractor. I gave her a lesson and she just so happened to be like, like have her own company on the island because I was on an island in Galveston and on because I'm on the coast in Houston. So, uh, yeah. And then at the end of it, I showed her the stretch. She was impressed and stuff. And I know about the human body, you know, like I took I was going to be an EMT firefighting. That's a different story. But um, she ended up offering me a job as a chiropractic assistant. So I was doing that, that, and then I was a lifeguard and then COVID hit. And I was also um, an inventory specialist for this company. Um, I just, and then the wrapping thing, like imposter syndrome is my life, but it's like, okay, am I faking it until I make it? Or um, is this uh, what they call imposter syndrome and am I my biggest enemy? And, uh, cause I also had imposter syndrome in college too. I felt like I didn't belong in the class. I felt like, so my anxiety was so crippling in the class. Like my face would turn tomato red. Like anytime there was attention on me. And it's so strange cause I'm like an attention seeker, but like in the classroom, I felt like I wasn't supposed to be there. Like something like I was only there cause of basketball, like, they only accepted me because, um, you know, my dad helped me edit my freaking essay or whatever it is like. Um, and it just, it sucks, you know, cause it's like, is that real or not? You know? And it's just like, kind of like how you said, um, you were saying something about, uh, processing, 
I feel like that is the one thing that I will, you know, I'll give it, give it up for myself as far as like, um, I've gotten so good at that. I've gotten so good at like an analyzing, you know, cause, um, the household that I'm, uh, that I was in during all of that time was so toxic. You know, my mom was going through a divorce, um, and it was horrible and everybody grieves differently. And, you know, we had lost somebody, it was just, you know, life. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's my imposter syndrome is my life basically. (laughs) I didn't know if you had anything else you wanted to ask. Really, I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep it concise and just make sure no, you're that I'm awesome. saying what I want to say and not going, you know, I'm no, working no, no, on you're good. No, you're doing awesome. Again, we appreciate you so much just joining us again. Um, no, you guys, um, I mean, how many, how many people can say they got two shots at a podcast? I don't know. Not a lot. Cause that's it's usually- a good question. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one day people will view this and it'd be like, actually, a lot of people. And then we'll be like, oh, <laughs> shit, our bad. You know what I mean? Um, when you guys are famous. Oh my God, you're speaking my language. <laughs> you mean when I'm famous enough to go speak to Megan the Stallion? Oh, tell her I miss her. Oh, my God. Girl, I'll call you. you and I'll that? literally. What? You remember that? I told you that? That you went to school with her. Yeah. No, I'm going to be like, I know someone you went to school with. And don't do I think- that. Don't. Like, <laughs> I don't know her because she's not going to remember me. And it's gonna be okay. Okay. I won't say it like that. I'll just be like, okay, you can know- I bring a couple friends to the party? And then I'll call you. Because she'll be like, yeah, it's in Houston, baby, or whatever. HTX, whatever the fuck y'all say down there. Um, <laughs> everyone down in Houston is extremely proud to be from Houston. Houston, Dallas, yeah. Houston Austin. is pretty freaking awesome. I was lie. there before. I've been down there. If I ever go it, back, I'll call you. Yeah, do it. And, and then you'll we'll show me the cool part. Yeah. All, there's so many things to do here. It's freaking crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I was going to ask a follow-up question. Well, I have a couple questions, but we're hitting like that 45-minute mark. And honestly, I don't even... I don't think we're that great of questions. So no, that's why I was wondering if Gritty had any. No, you guys. Yeah, you guys have good questions. That was a freaking awesome question. Oh, yeah. Gritty's very good with the questions. She's better than me at that, honestly. Um, I'm not even a therapist, <laughs> but. I was about to um, say, you're good at bringing stuff out. You don't even need to ask the questions. Um, No, it's just because I think about. What do you think is like the biggest sign or symptom that you actively try to hide? And we had talked about debt one time and the last time. And I'm just wondering if like the debt is still the, the, the biggest one, or do you feel like there's another big sign or symptom that you actively try to hide? My dreams, my goals, like I said, I'm very, uh, I'm affected by others easily, and I know that. 
And so instead of putting all of my trust that others are going to understand or try to or prioritize my mental health and perception, I had to, you know, instead of putting all my trust in that, I, I had to trust myself, you know, like I can't, I had to learn. It's all a learning process. Like it really is um, for me. For me, it was um, because it was like either do this or survive. I mean, or sort of do this or die, you know. So um, I kind of got lost in the in the answer. That's okay. Can I ask you a follow up question that might redirect us in the right route? Yeah. So when you say that you would hide your dreams and your goals, like your aspirations, is it because since you are easily influenced by other people and how they impact you with their words do you feel that you can't share them because you yeah know, like you were referencing earlier like they might just be like oh like you're just being bipolar to want to get go up to that celebrity that rapper and work for them like that's too far-fetched like they 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 dim your light essentially exactly and gotcha. it makes me feel it makes me feel like of course it affects me you know like when someone says like stupid shit like that you know like I know the whole rapping thing is pretty crazy and you know that's not gonna happen every day but it's pretty like you wouldn't it's really hard in the in the place I am in in my life like for me to just like say fuck you you know like I'm you know, I, I did say that, you know, fuck you, I'm going to do this. But is this imposter syndrome, like you said, <laughs> you know, like, am I just bipolar? You know, fuck. And it just. Yeah, so. Well, yeah. I want you to keep in mind that there's people like me, for example, speaking for myself, who actually think it's really awesome that you went up to a rapper and you were like, hey, I want to work for you. Um, Brittany's over here laughing at me, but, like, the reality is, like, that's so bold. And how many fucking people, like, I don't even think that has to do with your bipolar, per se, right? I mean, and you're the expert of your life, and you can dictate and answer that for yourself. Um, but I think that that speaks on, like, your personality itself. And I don't think that makes you an imposter at all. You know, I think that was you taking a leap and hoping for the best. And if it works out, it works out. But if you don't take that leap, it's always going to be a no. And that's yeah. how people get their fucking foot in the door. So I respect that. I think that that's bold and that's courageous. So keep that well, in mind next time you ever decide to take a leap like that. Like, just fucking do it, you know? As long as took, you're safe. I took a whole course on that in college. And asking is so powerful. Like, the things you... I mean, I talked about it last thing, but... You know, I asked for a fire, a whole fire suit because uh, I was in fire academy and they're easily over two grand. I mean, like a piece, probably. I don't know. I haven't checked in a while, but brand or almost basically brand new set for free was sent to me. And it, that was pretty fucking crazy. That, that was, was fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, I'm going to try to remember that. You know, I just I'm my own biggest enemy you know um, aren't we all yeah sometimes others just experience it more right so i don't want you to think that i'm saying that 
oh, I experienced that too while I sit here without bipolar disorder. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, well, I understand that. So. Hopefully, another one of those opportunities comes up. It's just a matter of where my mind takes me next. Instead of fighting and trying to under or trying to figure out if this is normal or not, or you know, if this is my bipolar, um, I'm kind of just riding it because, like, riding the wave, I guess you could say. Because really, my mindset is why not? You know, it's gotten me this far, and I'm alive, and um, I just have so many things I want to accomplish, and I'm going to, and it's just going to be so fucking great when I am where I want to be and will be soon. Um, it's going to be so great, you know bringing all of the people with me that said I couldn't do it and because I'm not even, I, I just would be so, I'm, I'm so proud of myself already, but I'm going to be so, it's going to be worth it when, uh, when we're at that destination and, you know, I'm just happy that I proved them wrong. But at the same time, like I want them there with me and, um, you know, just making everybody around me better. And living life without having to worry about anything other than what's on our plate at like mental health. And not everybody gets to live like that. And that's what I'm working for. Um, and it may or may not happen, but it is going to happen. <laughs> it's your journey. And I like that very poetic, um, you know, from the surf instructor, Nicolette. Ride the wave, bro. <laughs> Many Dude, other... not bro. Okay, last question, because I just, I had this idea in my head. I thought it would be a really great closing question for everyone, because I think it's really poignant for people that are bipolar. They're very heavy on their stories and, like, very dramatic lives, usually. <laughs> what would be the title of your memoir? And what would your title of your memoir be? Because I think that's going to be my closing question from now on. Like, what would be the title of your memoir? Because I think that's really actually interesting. Well, tell me. It says a lot about a person. Or I don't, I don't, I don't really know any titles. Like, I don't know how they're structured. It's like if you wrote a book about yourself and it yeah. was just like, sorry, Gritty, I just interrupted. And that was like oh, the name. Okay. Like, it's was, about you. I was thinking of the freaking thing where when you die and they, they, the obituary, I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> okay. A memoir. Fuck. So like, for example, I'll give you an example. Like I always, like for years, I've always joked that I'm going to write a book about my life because it's just been wild and crazy. So like my example would be like, I keep joking. I've joked to my, I, like, I, I've been jo like, I, I've joked for years. I write a book. And now I'm finally doing it. Like life of bipolar sort of a thing. It's kind of like a witty, usually like kind of thing. I mean, to everyone is different when they kind of come with it. It's usually kind of witty or like poignant of like, you're kind of like telling the story in like a sentence or two. <laughs> it's really no, difficult. It's, yeah. It's, it's really like difficult. Yeah. Yeah, like that. 30, like, I'm glad my mom died or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and uh, that that whole situation, the whole book and stuff. Um, 
trying to think what mine would be too. Sam's bipolar, of course, you know. Fuck, that's so hard. Hold on, I'm gonna go into a deep thought for a few seconds. That's okay. You know, no I could, you know, you could be like my I don't know. Didn't you say Is something it? earlier about um like being a lesbian with bipolar? Yeah. You could I like said, do something witty with that. <laughs> I put what did I put? Uh, story of a bipolar lesbian. Yeah, that could literally be the title too, honestly. Yeah. And then think about how many like lesbians with bipolar disorder would be like, wow, I'm going to read that. And then they're like, <laughs> wow, I relate to that. <laughs> I don't know. Because my whole the thing... queer community. Oh, sorry. No, my whole thing is I try not to. Um... I don't know. I, I don't really tell people I'm bipolar and. I mean, not obviously, because some people don't mind, but I'm pretty uh, guarded about that. And so I forget where I was going, but it's okay because we were done with the with the things, <laughs> the interview. So I'm not going to let it take me somewhere else. It's going to be one of those things where you're going to be like, in like two days, you're gonna be like, I wish I entered it that way. <laughs> Literally. It's going to be like, it's going to come to you. <laughs> but it's okay. I feel like I shared enough information, but also yeah. not too much. Like that last time, I felt like I was way too vulnerable to just like put out there um, right now, at least, because I'm not where I want to be. So hopefully we talk again whenever you guys are big and you'll be like, hey, that crazy bitch wants to come back on that talked so long last time we couldn't even download the audio <laughs> we would totally have you back on we'd be like where is she now we would have like a whole thing after that and call everyone back <laughs> that would be good how's the how's how's everything going with the getting the hang of it because i know you guys said that you were still trying to um, yeah, no, it's just take like the, I, we have, I actually have the format in my head more so than I did before. So it's actually, once we get, like, now that I actually have yours, like, it's like the last episode is how I like wanted to do it. And like this one going forward is like how I want to do it. So like the format is way better. <laughs> yeah, I, I really, I just really, I don't like, I don't like talking. So Wow, I wish I could say I have that problem. No, same. Okay, guys. Me and Gritty are, like, polar opposites, so, like... You guys even each other out. We do. We were talking about that earlier. It's a good yeah. It's a good mix. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us again. From every And you can check us out on our website at bipolarafpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>